0: Welcome back. This is Paul Trout, Scornovaco Martial Arts Academy, with Brad Scornovaco, head of school. We're continuing our conversation on student motivation and specifically dealing with the statement from your student, "I don't want to go to class."
1: So, um, when a parent will come in and say, "Hey, I had a really hard time getting my kid to class, and you know, he he just didn't want to come." If this is the first time they brought that to me, I usually ask him what was going on, but before. You decided to get in the car and bring your child here. Did you come directly from school? Was he at a friend's house playing? Was he playing video games? Right. Was, you know, what was going on before you came in? And, um, you know, sometimes that answer is telling. Because if it's an obviously bad event, you can understand that. My kid's in a really bad mood something bad happened. I just grounded him for not listening or whatever it right. is. You know, I mean, something happens at home and, and you know, the kid is in a bad mood. So, you know, he might not want to come to class just because I've, I've had, uh, you know, I've had children, adult students, and myself come to class some days and have just kind of like an emotional outpouring of what was going on on the mat. And to know that that might happen and you might burst. Right. Is it just like, I want to stay away from that. So sometimes if it's a something bad happens or they construe as bad they just don't want to come to do that but then again paradoxically if they come in and work through it then they'll be better afterwards so if you know that's something to be aware of did something like a fight with the brother or sister did you know I've had you know where there's been a death in the family somebody's moved away um, divorce situation or something right. going on where there's upheaval and trans uh, or transition in the home you know I mean it, I have a student going through that right now, and right. it is so obvious to everyone, and the parents are aware of it too, so they know, right? you know, and we all know it's a fairly temporary situation until things get settled, but, you know, the student is really, you know, he's just out of his head, right. emotionally, and, and it's really tough for him, but, you know, they're making it through it. Um, on the other hand, if it's a good, if something good is happening, you know, I had this explained to me again many years ago if you're having fun doing something, why would you quit to do something else even if it's fun? Right. It's one of those things of like, I'm in the middle, I'm enjoying myself. Why would I stop? You know? I mean, so, that's a very rational thing. It's, you know, if a kid is is playing with his friends and you burst in saying, alright, get your stuff on, it's time to go to karate and we're late. You know, the kid's like, wait a minute, I'm having fun with my friends, you know, or whatever that might be. And, um, so, to set up a really positive activity or event or something that the child wants to do, and then start telling them to go is probably not the best strategy. Right. You know, I joke with people. You know, if you have them cleaning the chimney and you tell them it's time <laughs> to go to karate, they're gonna say, "All right, I'm, I'm ready to go." Right. You know, I'm ready to go. So, um, you know, that's something that you can you can simply engineer that. You know, if they're doing the chores around the house um, for a bit, you can say, "Hey, you can take a break on this and go." And even with homework. Right. So, so if they're doing homework, you say, "Do these assignments." Go take a, 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 an active break, let it kind of percolate in your brain, come back and, do, and finish the homework, that is a very, very, not only is it a good strategy, it's a highly recommended strategy. Not just by me, but by education researchers.
0: Yeah, that's what so, we use
1: all the time. You know, It's like, go take a break. And so, the parents will say, well, it's got to finish all of this homework right now. But you get diminishing returns. The brain power, we, we mentioned earlier, right. they get sapped and they can't finish it, and or their work suffers. But if you you know you take forty five minutes, come take a break, go back, pick it back up. Usually, you get finished faster than you did trying to slog through it. Um, but you know, and then the video game issue is that you know if, if your kids playing video games, you're probably doomed. You know, if they're si- if he's sitting there completely engrossed in a game, and he's just about to get the next level, and every single addictive nature of that right. game is pulling on your kid's attention it's going to be really hard to get them to go anywhere. And and, and it's just that, you know, that's the nature of games. The, the nature of a video game is to keep you playing no matter what. And for whatever, you know, willpower we all have as adults where we can stop, it's a lot harder for kids. Right, and, they have to learn that. Yeah, I mean, and and so that's a lesson where they need help with it. and the, And if you take away the iPad or the Xbox or the whatever... I mean, they're going to grouse and they're going to scream and cry and yell at you and do everything else because they don't want to stop. And it is. It is an addiction. It has all the hallmarks of an addiction. So, you know, I've had parents say, well, he doesn't want to come to class. He just wants to play video games. And my response always is, is that okay with you? Because if that's okay with you, then I can't help you. Right. But if it's not okay and you're looking at really trying to get them to do something else and understand that it's probably gone too far, you know, that's something that I, that I hope they would have that you know, realization right. of wait a minute, this all he wants to play is games. Do you want your child at 35 in your basement playing video games? So right. You know. So those things that happen before class, I mean, you need to take a, a good look at that of how you're scheduling the day or, you know, what's going on. And you know you can uh, rearrange that to make it easier to get to class.
0: Yes, and then there are things that happen here at the school, right? Yeah. Classes uh, it happens in class for for some reason or another. Um, I've been I've been going to class for the last month. It's been really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, I, I heard that from my son uh, after he had had after he had lost his belt at various stages for behavior okay behavioral issues and it was and so he was in he was in a lower grade class than he actually um yeah. should have been uh-huh. for for a brief period it was about six weeks mm-hmm. one time and that was well it got easy all of a sudden right so um i draw a little graph for my
1: instructor's and for students who've been here for a while, and, and sometimes I'll just draw it for the parents, but it's a very simple graph. It is just an upward... It's just two parallel lines on an upward diagonal. Okay. And on the bottom of those lines, you have the word boredom. On the top of those lines, you have the word anxiety. And in the middle, you have flow. Okay? So, um, and it's called the flow channel. And you want to be in the flow channel because the flow is that... That wonderful experience where time, you know, you lose all track of time, all sense of yourself, all of your worries vanish. You get really engrossed in what you're doing and, um, you know, kind of the video game feel. But if you're below that channel, if the challenge isn't there enough, you'll become bored. And so you're not getting that optimal experience. And if the challenge is too great... You're going to get anxious about it. Right. So what we have is a lot of times with, with the transition classes, so little dragons going to karate kids, karate kids going to teens, or when somebody changes phase. Right. They're getting to a point where when you're starting to master the material in, like phase, say, phase one, it gets too easy, and you start to get bored at it because you're now ready for a higher challenge, and that's when we, you know, we kick them into a higher level class. Right. There's no end to the challenge that I can give somebody here. Okay, it's just a matter of modulating it. So the feedback we as instructors get from parents is really important. So that's one of the biggest things I hear with little dragon families is, you know, my kid is, you know, it's too easy. He's getting bored. I'm like, all right, he's ready for the challenge of the karate kid. Let's bring him up there. And usually they're fine. So you know, the boredom part is um, that's easily remedied. We can always make class harder. That's no problem. Okay, Um, but the anxiety part is when the challenge is too great. So when you get kids who are trying to avoid belt testing, or adults, you know, they're trying to avoid belt testing, um, you know, they start thinking, hey, I can't get this, it's too hard. And that's, again, usually around that orange belt level right. is the first time they hit that of these things are getting really hard. And I need to, you know, I mean, my response is it gets, you know, the going gets tough, the tough get going. Like, okay, I need, right. to, put, I need to figure out how to overcome this challenge. And, you know, I'm not naturally that way as far as I know, I do know that I've talked to myself, and presented it to myself, and in, in such a way of like this is something that I've got to get through, and I'm stubborn enough that I'm just, I'm gonna get through it. Right. And so when when something is too hard, that's what I do. Most people they just collapse, they kind of fall apart, and so that that doesn't put you in that flow channel either. So. If somebody comes in and says, "I'm not ready for testing," that's why we talked about before. We put them in a practice test, and then just kind of the challenge or the um, the solution is to up your skills. Right. If it's too hard, we need to make you better at something. Maybe you have something that um, a student is having a particularly hard time with that we can give them extra work with to improve, and all of a sudden everything else gets better, and it puts them back in the flow channel. So you know, as far as things going on in class, that is something that we are always again modulating. Are we making it harder? Are we, do we have to make it easier? Is it right where they are? They're in that sweet spot. They're in the flow channel. And the more feedback we get, the better. So right. I don't necessarily look at somebody saying, hey, he doesn't want to come. It's it's too easy as, oh, no, it's terrible. Right. You know, it, to me, it's just information, you know, on how to teach them better. So it's not necessarily, oh, now I'll just
0: go quit because it's too easy or it's too hard. Right. It's the start of a conversation. Exactly. And coming up with a solution. Well you you
1: hit it on the head right there, was that you said it's the start of a conversation, so I don't want to come is a start, not an end. So it's not, oh he 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 said those, you know, awful words, I don't want to come, so bye bye. No, now this is the beginning of the conversation to figure out where do we go from here because we've hit this obstacle.
0: Right.